The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Running on a Monday evening, it is good to be back here at the Circus Sportsbook after a a little trip back east. And speaking of the east, we bring in my co-host from tonight. Seen him before, but he's staying back east. He's got a beautiful backdrop of New York City where he comes to us live from. Scott Seidenberg is with us. And we got a busy night, Scott. A lot to get to. The Green Bay Packers, I think, are rejoicing uh, quite a bit. I was just in Milwaukee this past weekend. There were not some... There were a lot of unkind words for number 12, and all I had to say to all their fans were, was, yeah, you can say all you want, but come week one and number 10, not number 12 is your quarterback, you're not going to be very happy. So it seems like all is happy in cheese land, and Aaron Rodgers will be their quarterback, at least this year. But I, I'm curious to know, did anybody think that this was not how it was all going to play out? I know there were some reports about his potential retirement, but... Was that really on the table, Tim? When you consider the financials of it alone, the fact that he would have to give back and forfeit so much money, and then you looked at his ability to still play this game and his age, and would he really give up the chance to continue his legacy and his career to host Jeopardy (laughs) or just enjoy his life with his movie star fiance? I never bought this retirement gimmick for one bit. Plus, there's also the whole idea, Tim. And how much did you think about this? The Brett Favre comparisons. And he played 
under Brett Favre's shadow for so long. Do you think he wanted to be compared to Favre with the whole retirement, unretirement, retirement, unretirement thing? No, he wanted no part of this. I never for once believed that Aaron Rodgers was going to call it quits. There was some concern that maybe he would play elsewhere this year. But I'm happy to say we're going to be seeing number 12 in Green Bay for the foreseeable future. And if you were out here, you might have taken advantage of that because there were some tweaks in the marketplace. We'll get to that uh, in just a little bit when we uh, when we get things rolling here. We've also got Otani Day going on right now in Los Angeles where the Angels have a 2-0 lead over the Colorado Rockies. Shohei Otani already with an RBI single in the game. He's got a strikeout as well. And the Olympics are going on as we speak live in Tokyo. We're actually going to head to Tokyo. Not me and you, Scott, uh, ourselves, but we will bring in a guest live from Tokyo to get a a, uh, a good preview. Our good friend Scott uh, Steve Sands, excuse me, from the Golf Channel, is over there in Tokyo. But yeah, we're 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 watching right now as uh, as I as my eyes drift to uh, the NBC broadcast of a 100 meter uh, backstroke final. Have you bet at all on the Olympics yet? Uh, I did, and I cashed my only bet, and it was France plus 15 points against the United States. Uh, And I don't mean to be unpatriotic here, Tim, but there was nothing that you saw from Team USA in their exhibition games that gave you any confidence that they were just going to flip the switch when it came time to play in this Olympic tournament. And I've been kind of against this idea of, you know, sending these NBA players for a couple of years now because. I'm not happy with the performance that I've seen. This is an American sport that we should be dominating in. And I understand that the rest of the world has caught up and there are some fantastic players, especially over in Europe. And you look at what that France team has. They're loaded with NBA talent. Um, You know, you're seeing NBA talent on all of these rosters, but it's still no excuse. The Americans should win. They have more talent. Maybe not with this squad. I don't like this team, and it was obvious to me that they were not going to cover the spread against France. I didn't think they'd lose the game outright, Tim. But 15 was too much to lay, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's no doubt about it. That was a, a no sweat situation. But uh, that last possession of the game, or one of the last possessions, where it was three open threes and just clank, clank, and clank. So we'll see. The uh, the Americans will be back at it come late night tomorrow or early morning, depending on where you are, uh, tomorrow against Iran. Just laying 41 and a half. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some USA oh, basketball good. a little bit later on in the show. Uh, the, uh, the United States did not bring home gold just right now as uh, the 100-meter the back, the uh, American Ryan Murphy finishes in third, so he gets the bronze. All right, let's get the show rolling. It is the night cap right here on VEASAN. It is the nightcap here on Visa and that over in New York City. Scott Seidenberg, I am Tim Murray, back here in Las Vegas. Good to be back. It was a little, uh, a little bit of a bumpy return in, Scott. I was, uh, I, I didn't look at the weather, and you know we're hitting some turbulence on my flight in. I'm like, what is, what is going on? I look outside; it's pouring rain here in Las yeah. Vegas uh, for the past couple of days, and uh, hey, an unusual scene as I walked into the sportsbook here at Circa because the rain was so bad that for just a moment's time, the satellites went out for all of the screens behind us. But they're back, 
Don't worry, everybody. We got all the pictures that we need back up. But uh, a little unusual, a little local weather on the eights here for uh, for folks listening all across the country. But uh, good to have Scott by my side. We got some college football. Scott will be with me the next three nights there from New York City. Scott and I love to get deep and dirty into college football. We'll talk a little Big 12 today with the news of Texas and Oklahoma saying, yeah, we're good. Uh, we're going to get. You know what's funny, Scott? I know this was the talk late last week, and, and I'm always uh, skeptical of, uh, I guess I just, I, I don't always jump the gun, so when I saw this news initially come out, Texas and Oklahoma are going to leave the Big 12, I said, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, and and lo and behold, it's not happening this year, but it seems like it's going to happen sooner than we think. We'll, we'll dive into those two, two particular teams, but uh, were you surprised to see that this is ultimately going to happen, that uh, we're going to get old school Big 8 back? Who, who, who didn't want to see that? Well, not only are we going to get old school Big 8, but we're probably going to lean towards the whole super conference yeah. idea sooner rather than later, Tim, because you know the SEC is not done with Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to certainly look to add more teams. The ACC is going to look to expand as well, and, and we might be having um, you know the poor Pac-12 just playing by themselves, and the Big 8 is is going to be left alone as well. This has everything to do with TV money. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. It's not just about the football programs. It's about the networks as well. The Longhorn Network's going to go away. The SEC Network's going to get pumped up. There's dollars and dollars and dollars beyond our comprehension that are behind these negotiations. So to see this happen... I wasn't surprised to see it unfold so quickly, though I was. And actually, when you take a step back and you look at how the SEC has expanded over the years when they flirted with other teams, it's almost been a, a very quick transition, like a year after they invited Missouri, you know, and then they're in next year. You know, to all these other schools that they've expanded to have kind of joined the next season. So I know that this whole deal with Texas and Oklahoma, they say we're not going to renew after 2025, which is not even a real year. Come on. Uh, you know, they're just going to be out next year probably. Yeah. So we will, uh, we will see, but uh, we, we had heard for so many years that super conferences could happen. And then it, it seemed like things had kind of slowed. And now we seem like to be on the verge of a 16 team conference in the SEC in a matter of time, if Texas and Oklahoma do ultimately land there, which seems to be the likelihood. We will get to what type of teams, and I know Scott uh, joining uh, uh, me a couple weeks ago here in Vegas talked about how high he is on Oklahoma. Hard to disagree, and we'll look at some of the Oklahoma win totals, their chances to potentially win the uh, the Big 12 and the national championship. But the news of the day uh, was no doubt the Aaron Rodgers news coming out that uh, there are going to be some concessions uh, from the Green Bay Packers when it comes to the contract. It looks like 2023 will be completely void. Uh, there will be an opportunity to re to go back to the table after this upcoming season uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And it could be that last dance uh, meme that we saw, that picture that was put out on social media. And that was the crazy thing, you know, being in Milwaukee 
over the weekend, the joyous occasion, right, of every being, everybody's being so excited. I got there on, on late Wednesday night, Scott. Uh, the parade was on Thursday, and then quickly on Friday, it was, okay, the parade's behind us. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Uh, the picture of Devontae Adams. First, it was the news. Devontae Adams had cut off uh, long-term negotiations or, or long-term contract talks with the Packers. Then you get the simultaneous Instagram posts from Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers of the Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan picture from the last dance. But, you know, it's funny, as everyone started freaking out in Milwaukee, and, and I felt like I was the only one saying, well, if it's the last dance, that means they're going to play, right? So aren't they just going to show up at camp? You know, this week, and that's what's going to happen here. So it was a it was a wild weekend. Rumors all over the place. Sports books taking futures off the board. Now they're back. They've been cut in half, and uh, it seems like normalcy has prevailed here. Who knows what's going to happen after this year? But right now, the Green Bay Packers right back into where we expected them to be, Scott, which is favorites to win the NFC North and one of the favorites to come out of the NFC. And I was with you, Tim. When I saw that image, my first inclination was this is going to be the last dance. This is going to be the last season with Rodgers and Adams together because you talked about the way that the contract concessions are going to go. Adams cutting off any long-term discussions. This is going to be one last ride with the two of them together to see if they can win a Super Bowl before they move on and away from Green Bay. And there's a chance that if not one, both are not playing for the Packers in 2022. So this is going to be their last dance. And you mentioned the odds, rightfully so. They're the favorites to win the NFC North. I don't trust any other team in this division besides the Packers. And even with their turmoil, I still trust the Packers more than anybody else in this division. I'm not so sure about their odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a reason why the Bucks are getting a ton of money. And, um, you know, you have some other teams. The Chiefs, of course, are getting a ton of money. But certainly the Packers are up there to maybe get to the NFC title game against this Buccaneers team. And as we saw last year, and Aaron Rodgers, MVP. MVP odds as good as anybody you're going to find out there. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to be shy to shy away from any of these Packers bets. And the news that's coming out today should just confirm your feelings on on this team moving forward. Well, and look at how last year unfolded, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers was was upset, and we knew that, or actually, we didn't fully know how upset he was, and he goes out. In win wins MVP. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. Could it happen? Absolutely. Um, they they actually did, even though it wasn't in the first or second round. They did draft a weapon that uh, that Aaron Rodgers can utilize instead of you know a backup quarterback and a backup running back like they did in the first and second round last year. They went and got Amari Rodgers, who's going to probably fill right out there in the slot uh, coming in from Clemson. You have Alan Lazard. You have. Uh, as Madden let us know, uh, the 99, uh, 99 wide receiver uh, in Devonte Adams, and uh, I don't know about you, I got a kick out of David Bakhtiari all today. Today, just making jokes yes. left and right about you know him not being in a close circle with Aaron Rodgers, and then he said something about Devonte Adams definitely top seven or something. Um, so it, it you know it, it does feel like that. Aaron Rodgers is going to show up next week. Devontae Adams is going to show up next week. David Bakhtiari is going to be happy that his buddies are there. And, you know, all joking aside, and they're going to want to go out and ball. And, um, yeah, it, 
you know, for for a brief moment this weekend, people could have got some pretty good value on the Green Bay Packers uh, to win this division. You know, we just showed them, you know, uh, a little bit from what they were uh, from DraftKings at plus 175. Uh, On Friday night here at Circa, Scott, when the rumors were were flying all around, uh, Circa did not move off of the – they did not – Remove the Packers, but they did make the mm-hmm. Vikings the favorites to win the division. And you could have got the Green Bay Packers on Friday night at plus 195. Man, you would feel pretty good today sitting with a almost 2-1 to one ticket in your pocket knowing that, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers is coming back and it seems like it's going to be uh, a last dance type of situation uh, just to, to remind everybody the Bulls won the championship in 1998. Yes, uh, despite their <laughs> hatred of their general manager and everything that was going on. And, oh, how similar the situation Feels can like be it, with right? the Green Bay Packers, right? <laughs> but I, I just I look at the schedule also, Tim, and I, I think that this is a Packers team that's going to go over their projected win total. Um, the first couple of games are relatively easy for them. I'm curious what that game is going to be like at, you know, at San Francisco, but I don't know what the 49ers quarterback situation is going to be. So I can't necessarily say it's going to be a difficult game for them. I don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. Uh, Week one at the Saints is going to be interesting, but I would take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over Jameis Winston and the Saints, and or we get Taysom Hill. I don't know, but the spread on that game has moved obviously with the pack with the with the news as well, both over the past couple of days, and then especially today, we've seen that Week One spread move, Tim. Yeah, we've seen that Week One spread move quite a bit, and uh, you know, with the news of Michael Thomas being placed on the pup and and him being out the first six weeks, I. I you know, it's funny. We had Sean King in studio um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's very high on the New Orleans Saints. Believes that the Saints could win the, you know, could win the a- uh, NFC South, or at least, you know, rival or or be right there with Tampa Bay. Uh, I-, I just feel like this team is 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 bound for a, a step back. Uh, I do mm-hmm. like Jameis Winston. Um, you know, even though he throws a ton of interceptions, you're, you do have Sean Payton there. But the loss of Michael Thomas, man, that that is a huge, huge loss for the New Orleans Saints. So uh, the Green Bay Packers get to open up the season facing a a banged up. New Orleans Saints team with question marks at the quarterback position. So uh, we will ultimately see there. But I, it just it feels like this Green Bay Packers team, you know, uh, they've got a motivated Aaron Rodgers like he was last year. They really didn't lose much uh, from a year ago. Uh, you know, it was it was interesting in the free agent market. And I'm not saying that this is going to be the differentiator of any stretch, but they went out and got Devin Funches from Carolina in free agency, and he opted out last year uh, due to COVID. So he's going to be back to a to a wide receiver core that is not great, but it's led by arguably the best wide receiver in the game in Devontae Adams. You've got Devin Funches. You've got Alan Lazard. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is, is solid. Nothing to write home about. And then I mentioned you, know, you have Amari Rodgers. They brought back Tunyon again. So they've got a lot of weapons to work with. Aaron Jones they re-signed as well. Uh, we'll see if A.J. Dillon can do what he did, what, week 17? last year yeah uh, you know they drafted him in the second round I thought that was a reach but hey ultimately they felt like he was worth a second round pick which is high for a running back but they've got quite the one-two punch in that backfield they've got a lot of offensive weapons to work with and oh by the way they've got you know the top 
two quarterback in the game uh, back and motivated and wanting to win a championship and what likely will be his last season there. So, yeah, uh, to anyone who was able to grab almost two to one, congratulations to you. And honestly, uh, Scott, if you can get it at, you know, minus 120 or somewhere in that ballpark, I, I still think that's a, a play because I, I think the Packers ultimately, to your point, uh, win this division. And, and uh, yeah, I, I like the way the, the roster is, it kind of comes together right now. Well, because uh, they play the Chiefs, what? Is that week nine that they play the Chiefs? Yeah, on the road. Um, yeah, there's a chance that at worst, this is a six and two football team. At worst, going into that Chiefs game. And they could even be seven and one. Because I look at the spreads that you're going to see in these games, uh, you know, home against the Lions, home against the Steelers, home against Washington. They'll be favored in all those home games. At the Bears, they'll be favored. Um, you know, at the Bengals, they'll be favored. At the 49ers, that's the question mark. At the Cardinals, that's a question mark as well. Uh, not sure what the spread will be. But like I said, at worst, I think this is 6-2, and two, maybe even a 7-1 and one team going into that matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then if you're starting out with that type of record, how do you not go on to win the division? Yeah, I mean, it, when it comes to who wins the NFC, um, I, I that's where it, it you know there might be cause for pause when you think about Tampa Bay. They're bringing back everybody, and 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 ultimately, you think back to the NFC Championship, which was in Green Bay, a game that ultimately led to the, the firing of Mike Pettin. And you know, for me, a guy that was in Washington D.C. when when Washington hired Joe Barry. I didn't understand that move at the time. He gets fired and now Matt LaFleur brings in Joe Barry to be the defensive coordinator. So I don't really uh, agree with the decision uh, to hire Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator to replace Mike Pettin, a guy that uh, made some costly mistakes, uh, especially in the NFC Championship game. But this is a football team that's 26-6 and six over the last two years. We'll talk to George Shahuri mm-hmm. from Pro Football Focus. You know, they always point out that two years ago, and I tended to agree, that it was a pretty flawed 13-3 and football team that, you know, beat a banged-up Seahawks team in the first round, then got gashed on the ground by the 49ers. But I, I don't think last year you could say that a 13-3 and Packers team was fraudulent. I thought that was a, a fair 13-3 and football team, and a couple things go their way, and uh, Aaron Rodgers maybe tucks it and runs to the one-yard line as opposed to trying to, to force something in on third down uh maybe we're talking about a different situation there in the nfc championship game we are 100 percent talking about a different situation and how many times did we see the replay of that clip and uh trying to figure out exactly how much room he had to go uh for that first down uh yeah but i do like this packers team i'm gonna slow down on the whole nfc race here i'm just gonna focus on the division because i love them in division i don't know how much i love them compared to the rest of the conference because as you mentioned the buccaneers are still going to be the bucks uh the rams are much improved um that whole nfc west is just going to be difficult um and then there's always a chance that somebody from the east just you know winds up surprising somebody in the playoffs uh and you know Again, I don't know what the Falcons are going to look like this year. So I'm confident in betting them to win the NFC North. As far as going to the NFC title game or representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm going to hold off. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't race to the window uh, on the Packers. But um, yeah, it, it, it's funny because if you had a Vikings ticket early, I know you know Matt Humans talked about it on Follow the Money last week. He he grabbed the Vikings, which is still a good ticket at plus three fifty or so. 
it, it's a good price to gra grab it at, but this news certainly doesn't make you feel any better uh, about that ticket, so we will see. Uh, man, the Cam Akers news is pretty rough, though, for the Rams. We'll get to, we'll get sure. to a little week one uh, Saints and Packers in just a little bit. We'll get you updated, though. we got some Olympics going on as we speak over in Tokyo. Otani Day in Los Angeles. We're up and running. It is the nightcap here on Visa. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. had ourselves a little bit of an upset in the pool. This is why Scott, we got a bet on we got a bet on the long shots in the Olympics. Lydia 
Lydia Jacoby out of Seward, Alaska, your 100 meter breaststroke gold medalist, USA, getting it done. Imagine having to face uh, in uh, up there in Seward, Alaska, having to face uh, a future gold medalist uh, in any race, but uh, she stuns uh, the the Olympic world. She was plus 700 to bring home the gold in this race. Uh, Lily King, the defending gold medalist, uh, gets the bronze. She was plus 120. But Lydia Jacoby out of Seward, Alaska. I'm watching right now. They, they're showing the watch party up in Seward, Alaska. And they, people are losing their minds in what looks like a, uh, a gymnasium of sorts up there in, uh, in good old Seward, Alaska. Not sure what the competition is like uh, for her growing up in, in, a, in that town and in, in that state, certainly. Uh, but listen, good enough to make it to the U.S. Olympic team and you know go through the trials and now represent her country in Tokyo and win a gold medal. So congratulations! Uh, it certainly is you know an incredible achievement. And I've never heard of the town, but uh, I'm there. Whoever's from there certainly has, and they're very proud, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, so uh, so pretty cool there. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I know there are people. Uh, I mentioned them in the last segment. <laughs> I know our our good friend Matt Human's not the biggest uh, Olympic fan, and and we don't break it down because look, look, Scott, we we try to handicap things and give our analysis. I couldn't tell you uh, who should win this outside of. You know, Lily King won this event in 2016. That's that. That's the best I could have done. But just watching this and and be able to tie in a little bit. But man, uh, so so a cool moment right there. So it looks like the uh, the evening in the pool is uh, is concluded. We will get into the Olympics a little bit later on, Scott, because uh, we've got uh, Team USA back at it tomorrow night uh, against Iran, laying uh, 41 and a half. We've got the U.S. women's soccer team will be playing uh, later on tonight. We've got a gold medal in softball to be handed out. So we got we got a couple things uh, to get to, uh, but uh, but a fun night in the pool and. Uh, Lydia King, Lydia Jacoby, excuse me, from Seward, Alaska, looks like she uh, she stuns uh, stuns the world a little bit as she brings home the gold medal. Uh, something that's a little bit more near and dear to your heart. How about Shohei Otani? Uh, so far, two innings, two hits, no strike or one strikeout so far for Shohei Otani, and uh, an RBI single. So on. Uh, Otani Day, uh, the Angels right now have a 2-0 lead in the top of the third, and uh, you have some of the prop bets there uh, from DraftKings, plus 450 to the homer, plus 165 to record the win tonight, uh, allow a homer, minus 110 was the yes, minus 120 on the no, hits allowed three and a half, he's already allowed two uh, through two and a third here, and strikeouts, you got some work to do as that was sitting at six and a half. And uh, right now, just one strikeout through two and a third as we're in the top of the third inning out in Los Angeles. You know, what's been so amazing is ever since he got lit up by the Yankees and had that absolute terrible outing, which uh, everyone started to question the idea of pitching him and having him in the lineup in the same day because you really do you know, handcuff yourself if he has a bad outing. 
Well, he hasn't had a bad outing since. He's been much, much better ever since that outing, and uh, maybe that's the one that set him straight. Uh, You wondered if the home run derby would affect him at all. It has not here in the second half, and uh, he's on his way towards a very likely uh, American League MVP award. Yeah, earlier today we saw a a split of a doubleheader Atlanta Taking uh, taking one two nothing and then the Mets winning one to nothing as well. So not a not a huge night on the baseball diamond uh, when it comes uh, when it comes to things. But how about the start for the Houston Astros tonight, Scott? Six <laughs> runs right now in the top of the first inning. Six runs on five hits in that one. We had two homers, uh, including a three-run shot from Tucker. So the Houston Astros off to a six-nothing lead. It's actually not six-nothing yet uh, because we still have the the Mariners to come to pl- to the bat uh, to come to plate. Uh, but bottom one right now in Seattle, and the Astros up six to nothing. So I believe I would imagine Scott the first five uh, over has already hit there in uh, in uh, Seattle. Yes, it has. Uh, however, you know, the, the spread is nothing is done, especially in Major League Baseball this year. And we've seen how many games get blown in the later innings. So to say that this one's over, you can't say it right now. Uh, I wonder what the live line is on uh, Seattle. It, I'm not saying I should anyone should take it, but <laughs> it could be fun to root for. But but, uh, it's certainly a great start, especially if you had the Astros. If you had the Astros on the run line, you know, this would have been a very good opportunity to take the Astros on the run line with them being a favorite and on the road. Every time you bet a run line favorite, you always want to make sure that they're the road team to make sure that they have the nine at bats versus the eight at home. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recent football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Scott Seidenberg in New York City. Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. Uh, We've got some Olympic craziness as the people in Seward, Alaska are going nuts uh, as uh, they showed like a gymnasium, Scott, where they were watching this unfold uh, as we talked about Lydia uh, Jacoby from Seward, Alaska, winning the breaststroke. Uh, she was, I believe, plus 700 to win the gold medal tonight. I think some other spots had it at 10 to 1. So uh, uh, an upset there in the pool tonight. Uh, we will get to uh, what has been uh, maybe the disappointment of the game so far uh, when it comes to the United States, their basketball team, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but the big news of the day, Scott, no doubt about it, is that we will see Aaron Rodgers, at least it seems, in week one and for the season as a Green Bay Packer. Now, will he play after this season? That we don't know. Uh, The concessions that were made, 2023 voided out of his contract. That's reporting right now. And they will go back to the table, and maybe after this season, it'll be all over in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But he is expected to be back this year, meaning week one at New Orleans over the weekend Green Bay was a three-point underdog at New Orleans and now uh, looking like in some spots as just a one-point underdog. So, uh, you know, I'm not a, a big fan of of, uh, of grabbing dogs on the road uh, or, or, you know, this close. But, man, uh, with, with, with the motivation factor of this Green Bay team and it seems like that, that final year, that last dance mentality that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers is wanting to portray – and it, it feels like it's a it's a tempting proposition to grab the old Green Bay Packers there in Week One. 
Yeah, it certainly is. The only hesitation would be the crowd and the atmosphere, you mm-hmm. know, with uh, stadiums back to 100% or as close to 100% as possible. And, you know, in that dome, it's certainly going to be nuts uh, with those fans there. Uh, but I don't like the quarterback situation for the Saints. And I love the Packers quarterback. <laughs> There's nothing not to love. Plus, I think that this Packers team could actually add a piece or two here uh, in, in the offseason. Now, I don't know who's available that's left to add. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers might have some say in the way that this team will look uh, come September. So they're going to head to their you know training camp and they're going to get things worked out. And Aaron Rodgers with the, you know working out his deal, him and Adams, the last dance. They're going to give it one more ride here. But there could be some tweaks maybe coming down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. But this Packers team to me is the rightful favorite to win the NFC North, and I would have that. I would take them as the dog there in uh, New Orleans. And I think that is a very winnable game for the Packers. And I do expect them to come away with a win. Well, it's nice to to pull up the handy-dandy Circa app and uh, just did so looking at it. And the Packers now a a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the New Orleans Saints. So there you go. (laughs) You know, uh, how often do we talk about, man, we should have made this bet then. Uh, You had an opportunity to get the Green Bay Packers getting a field goal against the New Orleans Saints. Granted, there was uncertainty. Uh, I'll be honest. You know, I, I know you were pretty confident. There was a part of me. I didn't think that Aaron Rodgers would retire, but the the weird similarities of the Carson Palmer situation with them having the same agent and David Dunn and what Carson Palmer did in the early 2000s saying, I'm not playing until you trade me. And he sat out the beginning of the year. Ultimately, he got traded to the Oakland Raiders. I thought we would see a situation where you know maybe Aaron Rodgers sat out a week or two. Uh, and uh, that's why I wouldn't have grabbed the points with the Green Bay Packers just because of who knew who would have been the starting quarterback if that situation unfolded. Obviously, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And that's why right now here at Circa, you've got the Green Bay Packers laying two and a half instead of getting three, which is what the line was at over the weekend. It's just a matter of, look, your feel and your willingness to place a bet. Uh, think about all the people that went out and bought Denver Broncos futures yep. because of the rumors that the Packers were going to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos. Well, now you're sitting here with a Broncos AFC championship ticket or a Broncos Super Bowl ticket or a Broncos team total, you know, win total over, and uh, it's not Aaron Rodgers under center. So how do you feel about that ticket now? So, yeah, I mean, look, you could have purchased your Packers plus three and a half, but if it's Jordan Love under center and they go into New Orleans and they lose by a touchdown, you wouldn't feel so great about that. But now we know it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams will be there, barring any health issues with the team, and they are the rightful favorites in that game. And like I said before, I do expect them to win that game. They're better than the New Orleans Saints. This Packers team is better than the rest of the teams in the in their division and most of the teams in the NFC. Uh, I think they're, gonna, they're, they're a candidate to go over their win total they're they're certainly my pick to win that division and maybe an attractive you know super bowl future even though those odds have dropped dramatically well and and i would say this right now um you know we're still what are we uh a month and a half away scott from from that game taking place and and that number isn't incredibly advantageous or sexy to grab but it is a little appealing sitting there at two and a half because i could tell you one thing 
Uh, barring injury, which obviously could always happen in training camp. You know, we saw the Cam Akers situation. Mentioned that uh, a little bit earlier in the hour happening in Los Angeles, which is such a devastating blow. Uh, I mean, I guess devastating is a little too strong, but uh, it's a big blow, no doubt about it, uh, course, for the Los yeah. Angeles Rams. Um, you know, with Sean McVay, I think they might be able to, to overcome it a little bit. Uh, but still, you lose one of your best offensive players. So, yes, you could see someone go down with injury, whether it be in training camp or a preseason game. But assuming health, I can tell you one thing. I think that line will absolutely be north of three uh, by that time that game kicks off at 425 Eastern on September 12th. That's a safe bet. And then you're going to be sitting here going, well, road favorites are sucker bets. So <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not going to lay the three and a half with the Packers. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put the Saints in a teaser. So, uh, you know, that, that'll be talked about quite a bit too. But, yeah, if you like the Packers and, you know, right now you're riding the uh, the Rodgers high, I, I wouldn't play it right now just because I, I don't look at it as, as that great of a value play. But if you do like the Packers, it's going to be – longer so play it now because that'll be three and a half four by the time kickoff comes around what does george shahuri from pro football focus think of aaron Rodgers returning is there any bets that he would like to place now we'll talk to him next at scott seidenberg i'm tim murray right here on the nightcap on visa searches through millions of resumes and Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Let's say, Scott, you went on Indeed and you said quality closer. Brad Hand's resume may not come up right now because he just gave up a three-run homer and blew his second straight save in consecutive days. No big deal. Um, yeah, that happens. Nats lose to the Phillies. Six to five, and as a Nats fan, I wanted Brad Hand to look good so we could get something for him. But he just blew a second straight save. <laughs> so, okay, moving on. Let's go to football. So let's cheer people up because that's what we want to talk about. Uh, I might just go back and watch that video of the uh, of the folks from Seward, Alaska, going crazy because that put a smile <laughs> on my face. All right, let's bring in George Sahuri, my guy at PFF underscore George. George. Um, were you? What, what did you make? Uh, what conspiracy theory did you conjure up with the uh, with the last dance Instagram posts? Were Were you expecting them to uh, to call it quits uh, over the weekend to uh, to try to play basketball for the Bulls? What was your uh, thought process of of Devonte and Aaron Rodgers Instagram Instagramming? You know, Devonte uh, actually probably could play basketball for the Bulls. He is a great basketball player. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I realized that I have played against him before, actually, we both grew up in the same area, um, and didn't know it. Um, so uh, that was actually not where my head went. I'll say this, um, Tim, I, uh, I'm two and oh against Adam Schefter. I don't want to, I don't like to quote. Okay. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, but, um, I just did not buy that Aaron Rodgers is actually going to retire. I just did not. Um, and I've been betting that accordingly <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. Um, took the Packers 20 to one to win the Super Bowl, then took them 35 to one to win the Super Bowl when um, it, that announcement was made that he's contemplating retirement. So when at the crack of dawn on um, Saturday, 
you know, I think it was like close to midnight or whatever. When I saw those Instagram posts, both he and Devante, I, um, I was alone, but I, there were probably people in my apartment building that could hear me uh, shout for joy because I was pretty excited. I was pretty, pretty confident that that meant they were both coming back. <laughs> George Scott Seidenberg here. I guess the question that I want to know is, do you have Devontae Adams rated as high as Madden does? <laughs> 99 overall. Um, I mean, he was our <laughs> highest rated wide receiver last year. So I, I have no qualms with that. I, I've actually um, done like a pretty bit, not a 180, but I have really come around to Devontae Adams. Uh, and I, I do agree that he's the best receiver in the NFL. I'm not sure he's the receiver I would take first if I were starting a team, which I think is a weird thing to think about. Um, it, you know, I think Tyreek Hill would be in that conversation because of just like the uniqueness of his game. But, you know, Devontae Adams has <laughs> his ability to separate at, at the catch point is just absolutely unbelievable. And there's a reason that even though he's the only receiver on his team, um, he, he, has, he deals with fewer contested catch situations than, than any receiver, uh, any outside receiver in the NFL. And that, that's a testament to his separation. And that, tra- you know, that translates. Like, he's going to be able to keep that for a while. So um, I, I am in agreement with it. I think I might give a couple other guys 99s, so though. I think that makes the game more fun. I agree. Yeah, why not? Uh, We're talking to George Sahuri, our good friend, at PFF underscore George. Check out the PFF forecast. He and Eric Eager, another friend of the program, uh, they do a great job, you know, breaking down all things futures bets uh, and uh, certainly when the season comes, uh, breaking down games by game. Uh, You know, looking at right now where we stand with the NFC North, uh, George, at DraftKings, Packers, uh, back to the odds on favorite at minus 130, same here at Circa at minus 140 uh, over the weekend. I, I know you uh, were smart to be grabbing those plus prices when the Vikings became the favorite to win the division there for for a little bit. But looking at it right now, uh, because unfortunately, uh, Doc's DeLorean, as, as I keep working on it in my garage, I, I can't get it to fix just yet, but I'm trying to work on it. Um, but at minus 130, is is that still a decent play for the Packers to win the NFC North, in your opinion? That's interesting. Um, man, I, you know, I, I don't think you're you're obviously not getting the best of that sure. number right now. It, it's it's interesting that you know if you're coming in to bet it right now and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've now got the confidence that not only are they coming back, but like this is kind of that last hurrah um and that might give you kind of that extra you know oomph that you need we have the packers at about 64 percent to um to win um you know so if you're minus 130 i mean that's yeah i think i think it makes sense um i just don't like it a ton in the sense that i don't like to bet you know i would rather bet some of those more plus price options uh, in divisions, um, you know, where I don't want to tie up my money for as long. Um, but I, I can definitely get, I can get, you know, behind it. I think, I think if you are though, you might be, you might be really hoping that Andy Dalton plays a few games, right? <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, 
you're definitely getting some value there, right? Like according to our simulation, you know, you're definitely getting past that break-even price. Um, but, you know, it, all it takes is, a, is an Aaron Rodgers injury, you know, for a couple games, and you, you brought both those teams into it. So, um, you know, even if it's his last dance, I'm not sure that we can count on his last dance being as successful as MJ's. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that necessarily. George, uh, as far as the overreactions are, are concerned, you know, take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation. In fact, take all the quarterbacks in this division out of the equation. In terms of the roster analysis, who has the best roster in the NFC North outside of the quarterback position? I, I in my opinion, uh, and in the opinion of you know, looking at the, kind of the PFF grading across the board and the important positions. To me, it really comes down to the Bears and the Packers. Um, and, you know, I, I think the Packers, um, the Packers have the better supporting cast. Now, it's tough because Aaron Rodgers is, we were talking about this on the forecast on Sunday, Eric and I, that really great quarterbacks are the ones that not only are they great, but they make the other players around them great. And so if Rodgers weren't there, I'd certainly expect people that have a lower opinion of Devontae Adams, for example, right? Of <laughs> Big Bob Tunyon, uh, certainly. Um, but their defense is very sound. They have a great secondary. And the offensive line, I think, is the tipping point for me. So the Bears have a much weaker offensive line than, than the Packers do. Um, I made the point, though, a couple of days ago that um, if it were Jordan Love and Justin Fields, if those were the two quarterbacks, like, I think Justin Fields more than makes up for the difference in supporting cast. So that kind of gives you a barometer for how close I feel they are. Um, but, like, that's also the reason why I thought it was ridiculous that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire because he has an amazing supporting cast, and he likes those guys. And why would you not run it back one more time in a weak NFC? Um, it just made too much sense to me. Yeah, and George, I know you weren't, and, I, and I'll be honest. I mean, you, to me, you don't spend a second-round pick on a, on a running back and then re-sign a running back like the Packers <laughs> did. However, uh, for 2021's purposes, having Aaron Jones is beneficial to the Green Bay Packers, and now their one-two tandem is, is pretty good, and Jones and Dylan, even though we saw a pretty limited sample size, they actually went out, even though it wasn't a first- or second-round pick, they spent draft capital on a wide receiver, Amari Rodgers, uh, in the third round. He probably is, you know, immediately the slot wide receiver there for the Packers. So you mentioned, you know, the surrounding cast. You have arguably the best left tackle in the game, and David Bakhtiari there, who's uh, a tremendous tweeter. So when you look at the uh, the NFC right now, no surprise, the Buccaneers are your favorites to win the NFC. Uh, the Rams they lose Cam Akers, but. Uh, Sean McVay, pretty smart guy, might be able to to work around that. Uh, the 49ers. So the Packers around eight to one, at least at DraftKings, with the with the talent that is there. Um, do you look at the Packers as being an intriguing play at eight to one to win the NFC? Eight to one, I don't think you're getting tremendous value. Um, I mean, uh, let me look at our numbers here. Uh, so we have them at about. If I remember correctly, about 11 percent um, to to make it to uh, to win the Super Bowl, and about let's see, 19 percent to um, to win it. So, um, man, I I personally think you know again that's 
that's not going to be a, a really good value. Um, it's just going to be tough for them, obviously, if they get matched up with the Bucks um, to win it. I, I would definitely look at some longer shots. Like I think your time to bet the Packers has probably come and gone. <laughs> um, and I would, if you snap them up at some really plus prices, I would go and, and celebrate a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I'll give you one, though, that I think is interesting is, um, and I'm not sure if you can find this, but I saw somewhere that they were still an underdog in week one um, to the Saints in New Orleans. And if that's the case, that would be the way that I would bet the Packers right now. <laughs> yeah, not anymore, yeah, George. Not, unfortunately, George, we were talking about that earlier in the show. I pulled up the, the handy-dandy app and Circus said, no, 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 uh, Green Bay minus two and yeah. a half. And I said, ah, yeah, so. Oh, well, you still for three, man. I I think I would do it. Yeah. I think I do it. Now, I would recommend people go get a little PFS description. They can see where we land. All right. And get in. We have a 40% off sale. It's tech, It's ending tonight. So save 40 is the promo code. You can get it for 40% off. Go make that happen before the buzzer sounds. My man, and before that, the segment ends, which happens in five seconds, there he is, George Shahuri at PFF <laughs> underscore George. He knows how to promote his product. You should listen to him as well. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.